rep max. The most we've ever did was six rep max, so it's definitely a lot different. Um, the higher reps for sure. Everything we did was higher. But yeah, I feel a lot stronger now than I did in college. And with that, like at the same time, though, your work capacity, like when you're moving around and interacting with, with people or, or you're coaching your, your cheer girls, do you feel as though like you don't get out of breath as easy when you're when you're coaching people mm-hmm. and working with people and doing yeah. things? Yeah, especially we just went to cheer camp and I was fine the whole time on my feet walking around perfectly fine. We're like, would you say that in the past that might have been something that bogged you down a little bit more? Like maybe your work capacity wasn't there? Yeah, for sure. Well, and, and that's what we look for. And I, and I ask these questions, right, because that's. That's what we should get out of this, right? Everybody thinks that, you know, we need to go and and run miles and miles to build some work capacity. And if our sport entails that, well, yeah, we have to run uh, at some point. But a good base work capacity, you know, to me, it, it develops it. And it's, you know, we could talk about conjugate all the time, you know, for this whole show. Um, but... All right, so I, I think I got this thing squared away now. Again, eventually I'll get this this down. It's a you know very high budget operation here. There's there's definitely like a whole crew of people sitting over there behind that computer producing this show as we record it. You know, mm-hmm. I think that's the way it, you know that, that's the way it, everybody has to be. I mean, in order to have this podcast, you know, you got to have you know a whole crew of production and you know editors and all this thing to make podcasts good. You know. Yep. I spend a lot of money on our producers and editors here for this show. For you, the listening audience out there. All right. So we talked a little bit. We, you know, we kind of nerded out a little bit there on conjugate versus linear periodization. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Um, I just like talking about that stuff. And and to me, it's it proves a, a point here. You are a collegiate athlete. And you're not the only one. Right. We know we can we can talk about a few other kids that are currently collegiate athletes that trained in our program, left and now came back and they are weaker. Mm-hmm. Like and to me, it, it's not me. It's not you. It's the method. It's the method that was laid down for us. And, you know, prior to to training with us, you know. An exercise science student. Was not talked about. Was not told about this. Right? Did they? Did they bring up Louis Simmons once in your, in no. any of your college work? No. That, that that to me that's amazing. Because it's there's just so much stuff that that comes from him. That mm-hmm. comes from him, and especially in the United States. That's crazy, but all right. So let's let's get into some uh, some of the fun stuff here. All right, we got our speed set questions. We'll do we'll do those first. Okay, and then we'll then we'll jump in and talk a little bit about music. So our speed quick set questions, as you know, speed sets real fast. Okay, okay. quick quick answers. They always wind up spinning off into tangent conversations, but we're gonna try to go fast. Okay, uh, first one: go blue or go green? Uh, go green, eagle. Go Green Eagles. Yeah. Now, I mean, being a native Michigander, you know this, right? Because you've lived here your whole life. Yes. 
Mm-hmm. All right. When we say go blue, go go green, it's either Michigan or Michigan State, but you're calling go green, go Eagles. Yeah. For the Eastern Michigan, the University of Eastern Michigan. Mm-hmm. Eagles. <laughs> if you had to pick between State and U of M, which one are you picking, though? Probably U of M. Yeah, yeah, me too. The good guys wear blue. Right, regardless of what Brendan Parachick says. Uh, your favorite movie? Um, How the Grinch Slow Christmas. How the Grinch. The, now, the original one, the one mm-hmm. with Jim Carrey. The original one. What did you see the new one? The one that came out a few few years ago. Yeah, yeah. Like the, the Grinch is like he looks different. He's like more mm-hmm. more rounded. Um, I liked them all. Classic, Jim Carrey in the in the live action one, great. But the original is the best. Mm-hmm. I could think about that because that one. I mean, I think that came out in like the sixties or something. I mean, we could check. We could check and see. Um, when that movie came out, um, the original Grinch, definitely uh, something from my childhood. Uh, when you search it, you know what's sad? When you search it, the one from um, with Jim Carrey and it shows up first. Uh, it was 1957. So way older than you and I, uh, probably older than you and I combined with that. As far as the original uh, Grinch quality, the big Christmas person, yeah, like your all-time favorite holiday, yeah. You're giving me a ton of of answers here, Allie. <laughs> uh, we'll talk. I don't know. We could talk more about Christmas in a, in a minute. I like Christmas. It's no Thanksgiving. Camera screwed up again. It's no Thanksgiving. Well, it's not bad. What's what's your favorite Christmas meal? Mm, ham and sweet potatoes and green beans. And that's and that's where do you cook that? Does your mom cook that? My dad. Your dad cooks. Yeah. Your dad is the chef in your house. Yeah, he was a chef. Why? Wow, you've been holding out on me. <laughs> I haven't known this. Yep. Your dad was a chef. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, mom doesn't cook at all because it's like dad can do it better, or do they both cook? Mm, mom tries. It's not good. Not good at it. <laughs> hey, at least she tries though. Yeah. You know, like I, I, I make jokes with my wife that if it was up to her to cook, we'd both starve. Yeah. 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 She never listens to these shows, so you know, I could say that. Right. And even if she does, I'll be like, oh, hey, yeah, it was just a joke. It was just for, for grins, even though there's always a little truth in every joke. So Christmas ham to go with your favorite movie, which is How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Moving on. Favorite TV show? Stranger Things. All right. So tell me about this because I have not. I have not. And and there's a lot of people that suggest that I need to watch this and – I tried. I watched the first few episodes and was like, tell me what makes it great without any spoilers. Uh, It's just strange things. You never know like what's going to happen. It's like a suspenseful show. Like, okay. Like you don't know what's going to happen next. A little bit of supernatural stuff or alien stuff. Like what is Mm. I don't know what they are. Is what? it like ghosts, aliens? No, um, like, you know. Not aliens, but like they eat people. 
Like, you know the, like... Cannibals? Mario Kart. No, the, like, plant on Mario Kart that, like, eats. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what it reminds me of. It has that same mouth. Really? Yeah. So they ripped off Mario, huh? Yeah. Well, maybe I'll have to give it another try. It's. I think my wife and I watched, like, the first, like, three or four episodes. I just remember, like... A a bald headed girl that mm-hmm. the killing kid hid in the basement, and that's that's it. Yeah, like she was, they you know, he thought she was like homeless or mm-hmm. or something, and she she lived in the in the basement. All right, so Stranger Things on Netflix. I'll check it out. I'll, I'll text you and tell you if I make it make it through. We'll we'll see. Uh, all right, your number one hobby outside mm-hmm. of training. I like to paint. This is also news to me because I have some stuff that we could paint in the late room, Ellie. Yeah, I did a painting here. You did one of the murals on, on the walls? Mm-hmm. Did they paint over it? They did. We had all kinds of murals. And I'm sure uh, Miss Cricket Chamberlain, shout out Cricket, uh, our art teacher, she was very, I, I would assume she was upset by it. I don't know. I don't want to speak for her, but they painted over some of these kids painted murals on the walls and if you've never been to dexter high school it's it's pretty cool how as part of an art class they can go and decorate the school there's actually a mural behind our our flag here that a a student painted um and then when they painted the school they painted over all the murals and i guess they need to eventually because they're going to run out of space yeah but i mean some of those are pretty cool and pretty elaborate yeah. So where where was yours and what was it? It was um down the science hallway and it was like under the sea. It was by the library. That big one with the shark on it? Next to it. It was like next to it. By the doors that go like outside to the little courtyard. Thing. Okay, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Huh. I I'm I'm sure I remember seeing it. I when my first year when I was here, I taught down that way. Uh, oddly enough, Mr. Tong, who trains up in the weight room with us, he, uh, you know, he, him and I, he, he took the room that I was in my first year. And then I moved down to my own little corner of the world down here uh, in the phys ed area. Right? So you like to paint. What, what are, you, are you painting? Landscapes? You're painting portraits? Mm, I like to paint like landscapes. I paint like characters. I like to paint. Not people. Not, not people. people. No. All right, we need to talk more because I got some ideas uh, for the weight room, and I've tried to get kids to do it, but it might be you and I uh, okay. doing this here. Because even though Allie is leaving us from her internship, she'll still be around. She's still going to continue to train. We're going to coach her and get her into a powerlifting meet and uh, or multiple. Hey, thank you for listening. This is CT Chatham former head football coach at Newburgh Free Academy, and you're listening to the Iron Red Podcast. Hey, go Goldbacks, be Kingston. So before we had another issue, we were talking about your your painting and how you like to paint. You said you don't like to paint people, mm-hmm. um, landscapes. Now, like, we got to paint some stuff like, you know, I think it'd be really cool to paint Swift is Sin on the wall in the weight room. Yeah. We might need to do that. Because then, you know, hey, if somebody comes in and says, oh, hey, coach, you painted this? Oh, no, it was my intern. She's gone, though. She's not here anymore. Like, you can't do anything, you know. 
And we're not going to paint over it because, you know, it's there. Hmm. Hmm. We might have to work that out. All right. So you love to paint. Um, next one here. This is a big one on the Iron Dread podcast. Whenever I interview somebody uh, and do one of these interview shows, uh, and almost any time we have an episode, uh, it takes up um, some some things with this. And it's about chicken wings. Like some people think that wings don't need to have bones in them. Um, you know, so we got to ask the question. If you're ordering wings, Allie Cannell, how are you ordering them? What are you dipping them in? Boneless and probably ranch. <laughs> I put down my headset. That was all a joke. I had to go make sure that it was recording again. Um, so you're a chicken nugget eater. Yeah. Buffalo style chicken nuggets. Uh, oddly enough, friend of the show. We spoke about him earlier. Mr. Rob Dubay. Also a nugget eater. Um, football coach. Um, Special ed teacher, Rob Schwartz, a nugget eater. Now, Coach Jacobs is on team bone wings because wings have bones. All right. So you're going you're gonna to get them um, and you're going to dip them in ranch. Uh, what sauce, what flavor are you going to you know, throw on them? Uh, buffalo, what are you going to do? Mm, I like spicy garlic or... Honey barbecue. Both respectable flavor choices, Tim, in my opinion. But, you know, you're eating them on nuggets. And calling them wings, Allie. This is this is a crime. This is a crime. In the intro of the show, Tim Summerlad talks about it, right? You got to have the bones and you got to have blue cheese. That's the way it was intended when God himself sent down chicken wings from the heavens above and bestowed them upon the city of Buffalo. Buffalo sauce, blue cheese. But as we said, you are not the rarity here. I'm, I guess I am the rarity um, out, out here in Michigan. My New York people, right, help me out. Now, I do have people from New York, though, that choose to dip in ranch. I don't know where they learned that. That's not the, you know, it's not in their blood. You know, blue cheese runs through the blood of every native New Yorker, um, much like thin crust pizza. Um, but some people do. My wife is a big time ranch person. Yeah. Like where we always have to have like a large bottle of ranch in our fridge at all times. Do you live your life like that as well? Yeah. Now, your dad's a chef. So, mm -hmm. He's going to make food that has good flavor on it already, right? Do you disrespect him by loading up his food with ranch or other sauces? No, I don't. My, sis my sister does. Ah. Uh, Carly does this? Uh, Kaylee. Kaylee does this? Yeah. Carly does sometimes. Now, Kaylee works for Dexter Schools as well. Mm -hmm. uh, she's down at Creekside, right? Wiley. 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 And what does she do down there? 
She's a para pro. She's a para pro down at Wiley. And she helps coach cheerleading as well? Mm-hmm. She's at our middle school. Good. All right, so she disrespects your dad's food, huh? Yep. I can't wait till I see her. We talked about we talked about this. How can you do this? And I would love it if your dad was standing right there. So I can go up and be like, this man is a chef. How can you disrespect his food like that? Because right, he'll get a kick out of it. I'll get a kick out of it. It'll probably happen on a, a sideline on Friday night. Yeah, he comes. Know, yeah, one of those one of those games, one of those football games on Friday nights. All right, so you're you're gonna use you're gonna use ranch and you're gonna eat nuggets, but hey, it is what it is. All right, I'm learning that I am the minority out here when it comes to to wings. Um, that doesn't mean I have to accept it, but it is what it is. So next one is, excuse me, when you're training, right? What's your favorite exercise to train? Mm, lowers. I like squatting. But I did like deadlifting today, so yeah, because you haven't you haven't had as much. You've done a lot of speed pulls, but not mm-hmm. not a lot of heavy heavy deadlifting. And you pulled in the sumo style, yeah. Uh, and that's what you know we like to do. That we like to pull sumo uh, to develop the hips. Um, but you like to squat, squat, and deadlift. Hey, two thirds of a powerlifter meet right there. Yep. Mm-hmm. Squat, bench, deadlift in that order. So you you get the squat, then you know, then you you have a, a a little break in the bench press, then you get the deadlift. It's you know it's great. Some people they'll, they'll do some meets where they're push pull meets, you know, they'll just like bench and deadlift, and hmm. and a meet. So, but we're gonna we're gonna put you in a full power meet here eventually. So you like the squat? Uh, obviously, in our conjugate method, we use many different bars. Do you have a favorite bar that you like squatting with? My favorite is probably the buffalo bar. I, that buffalo bar is nice. Right? Explain, mm-hmm. explain to the people that may not know uh, about the buffalo bar. What, what is it? What is it? Uh, what is a buffalo bar? If they've never seen one, so it's similar to a straight bar. Besides, like it being straight, it just has like a hump in it, so it's like curved bar. And it's the mm-hmm. same then. Why? Why would somebody want to use that over just using a straight bar all the time? Um, it gives variation into it, and it helps like hit our weaker points. Yeah, you know it. It's the the weaker points that you're talking about most notably like upper back and lats to have to you know keep that bar locked in mm-hmm. um because it does want to wobble um but also from, from a, a comfort standpoint i think it's pretty good too because of that curve yep um and we'll get a lot of people that like that like that buffalo bar and there's many different uh companies that that make those oddly enough ours do not come from Another sponsor that I'm trying to get out there, Elite FTS. Um, they don't sell one. So I had to get it from another company. I'm not going to put that other company over. Um, I do like the Buffalo Bar um, from that company, but I'm not going to put them over. We're an Elite FTS show, an Elite FTS program. Uh, the only time I go away from Elite FTS is if they don't have something, don't sell something that I need. Because we just got We actually just got a new rack. Uh, brand brand new. Um, you haven't gotten to train in that rack yet. You no. need to. You need to. You'll see. You'll see a difference. Um, so when you are going to be involved in athletics, um, do you have a favorite sport that you like to play or do? Mm, cheerleading. I mean, we could assume that. Yeah. Now, for those for those that don't know, like I've been I've been to cheerleading competitions 
like explain to people at home, like when you are, when you're competing, cause there's two different phases of cheer, mm-hmm. right? Like talk about that, the difference between sideline and comp. So we have sideline season, which is football season. And, um, it's basically our practice for competitive. That's what we use it for. Um, we do like what you see on TV, just cheer and do pyramids and stuff. And then we compete in the winter and that is, we have three different rounds. One's like basically just cheering and we have jumps in it. And then our second round is more like you want to look all as one. So you want to be all like robotic and we do the same, like it's called a 10 count at the beginning, same motions that every team does in the state of Michigan. Um, and then there's tumbling skills and jumps and then flexibility. And then round three is what you'll see. We tumble, we do stunts and we do some cheers. So round three is like the big, like everything encompassed in mm-hmm. one where there's specific things that the judges are looking for in round one and round two. Yeah. Round three is just a, a, the best you can come up with, with everything possible. Right. Yep. It's more like free for all. And when you're going to get in competition, do they take like all three scores and add them together for a full points total mm-hmm. to decide who wins? Yep. And usually there's how many judges at a at a comp? So we'll have three panel judges. So those are the ones that are in the front. Um, and then we have two safety judge, judges on the sides. So, there's- so if at any time the stunts are not being performed safely they in fact lose points mm-hmm. yep you'll get a penalty so there's like a risk reward thing like yeah you might want to do this big impressive stunt but if there's you know if that judge deems that that girl was in danger while executing that stunt you're going to lose points right so yeah pick like risk reward mm-hmm. yeah it's better if you have a clean routine than like a routine that pushes them that they're falling so yeah. Push them like, hard enough, but make sure they can hit it. So like consistency is better mm-hmm. than big flashy moves. Right. Yep. That could that couldn't you know hurt somebody. That's interesting. Um, now, that's something that a lot of people don't ever talk about. Right? There's still people in this world, and I'm not one of them. There's still people in this world that say like cheerleading isn't even a sport. Mm-hmm. Like it, it absolutely is a sport. Like if they're gonna say synchronized swimming is a uh, is a sport, right? Like mm-hmm. cheerleading is definitely a sport. You got to work together as a collective unit to accomplish you know a given pattern to try and score the best point, most amount of points you can. Like mm-hmm. what's not a what's not a sport about that? Yep. And then your your sideline stuff just feeds into what you do in the winter. Yep. Yeah. So sideline's technically not a sport, but. Because we're not through MHSA. Mm-hmm. But so the sideline season is more of to prepare for the comp mm-hmm. and support the, you know, the athletic programs. Um, do, now, do many schools have, like in college, did you guys cheer at basketball games in the winter in addition to your comp season? We did, yep. We cheered basketball, football, and then we did like appearances, so we went to DTE was a big thing that we went to and before concerts we would do stuff for cheer there like go out on on stage and do a routine like to um, more like in the back like where they sell food and stuff okay yeah so like you're doing doing things probably to help not only promote what you guys do but help promote the university right yep 
Uh, work with the university. Like ambassadors for the mm-hmm. for the university. Um, during football season, I think Eastern went to a bowl game mm-hmm. this year, right? So you guys got to go on that bowl trip? Yep. So we got to take 12 of us, and I went. We went to Alabama. It was really fun. You went to a bowl, bowl game. I did. And what, what bowl was it, dude? Do, do you remember? Um, It was the Leading Tree or Lending Tree. Lending Tree Bowl? Yep, that one. And... Now, I, I believe, and correct me if I'm wrong, um, did you guys get to participate in a lot of, like, the bowl activities? Like, did they do any, like, events? Um, we had a parade we participated in. Um, that was about it. We did what? some stuff before the game. We, like, cheered at – they had an alumni tent, so we did, like, a performance there. But mm-hmm. other than that. So there was no like, like it was in Mobile, Alabama. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe I watched that one. Um, so there was no like, like different activities. Like sometimes you'll see like teams will go on a bowl game and you'll have like they'll go and and do like different like go going to the beach and both both groups are crossing over and interacting with each other. So you guys didn't have any of that. No, in, just football team did that. Oh, so the football team got to yeah, do that. Yeah, football team got to go, like, on this boat. It was, like, a Navy boat mm-hmm. and got to tour it. Yeah, we got to do that. That's what I was asking. I didn't know if you guys got got hosed on some of that stuff or, or not. Yeah. Take the cheerleaders on the bowl trip activities. Um, I've never been on a bowl game. We played in one bowl game in, in Division three, and it wasn't to a – you know, tropical destination. It was down, down the road a couple hours from our school and played against uh, another, uh, another team. We won uh, that bowl game, but it wasn't quite like uh, going to Alabama or doing something like that. Um, when you're watching sports, do you watch sports on TV or like to go to any live games? Yeah, normally we normally go to Tigers game. Um, I like to watch baseball. I played softball for a long time. So Baseball, I understand. I obviously watch football, cheered for it my for seventeen years. So those are two sports I mainly watch. So football, football and baseball. Mm-hmm. The big city kitties. Had have Coach Dubay and I taught you about Wayne County life? No. Oh, <laughs> we we need to right. I, I, Wayne County life. A, a comedian that makes videos and puts them out on on social media, and he's based out of Wayne County, Michigan. And he has three characters that he does. Um, Cody, which is like a, you know, inner city kind of white trash guy from, you know, the suburbs of Detroit, from Detroit, not the suburbs, but mm-hmm. from Detroit. Uh, Dip Cup, who's like, you know, a country, you know, guy, uh, you know, wearing his, his shades and his high vis shirt. Um, and he likes to say that things are clutch. Uh, and then there's Uncle Terry. Uncle Terry is a older gentleman, uh, you know, big square glasses. And Uncle Terry, he he is a, a hoot, if you will, uh, when he does some things. And with the Tigers, he calls the Tigers the big city kitties. Mm. And uh, there, he made a video and maybe I'll – no, I'm not going to link it because I tried to get Wayne County Life to be on this show and he Hollywooded me and wouldn't be on the show. So I'm not going to link his video into this one. Uh, but he did one where he did. <laughs> Uncle Terry was going over the skills of baseball. And uh, 
showing uh, you know the Tigers how to do it. Mm-hmm. And then apparently the Tigers went on like a 10 game win streak. So Coach Dubay, <laughs> Coach Dubay wrote them and said, Oh, well, after Uncle Terry's video, all of a sudden the Tigers started winning. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> it's uh it's a good time. I, again, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna be bitter because I try to get him to be on the podcast. Uh, but we love Wayne County life. It's a it's a good time. Check them out on on YouTube and social media. All right, uh, we got two more to go. Uh, favorite food? Mm, ice cream. Mm, flavor. Mm, right now, cookies and cream. That's right. You can't go wrong. Mm-hmm. Oreo, ice cream, mix them together. Can't go wrong. Yeah. Yep. Can't go wrong. It's uh, definitely one of my my favorites as well. Get to go to one of those places that, you know, loads you up. Like you get a medium and it's like that high up off mm-hmm. the cone. And folks are you know, just listening on audio. I'm like holding like a foot high off my hand well, for a medium for like six bucks. Yes, I thank you. I'll take that. Um, you can't go wrong with with cookies and cream. Um, over Fourth of July, when we were up north, you know, I, I definitely hit up a couple of ice cream spots, which is probably why I came back about eight pounds heavier than when I left. Yeah. All right, last one, and this is going to feed into where you're going to make a selection to add to our weight room song of the week playlist. Um, what is your favorite music genre that you like to train to? I like to train to two thousands. Like it's. Pop. Like the early the early two thousands mm-hmm. hits, and we always know in the, in the mornings because Allie would come in and and train at six, and a lot of times I'll get here about six fifteen six thirty or or, or so because you know after a while once I knew Allie was good I gave her uh, I gave her control of the little underground group her and Adam Grevy I always knew on the days that Allie was controlling the music or Adam was controlling the music. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know you heard the you heard those uh early 2000s pop hits you knew ali had it you heard like lamb of god and you know gore and all these other hard heavy metal bands you knew uh adam had the music you know but it's not that you can still get fired up to that stuff right mm-hmm. yeah it's not like you sit there and plug your ears uh on that um so if you're gonna if you're gonna pick right obviously you said you like the early 2000s uh, but if you are going to add a song to our Weight Room Song of the Week playlist on Spotify, uh, what would be your song that you would add? Today I was really feeling Fireball by Pitbull. Oh, hey, listen, I don't think that one's on there. Uh, the Pitbull Fireball, uh, we will add that one uh, to our Iron Dread Weight Room Song of the Week playlist. Just look in the show notes, folks, if you want to check out this playlist. Um, you'll find Allie's edition of Fireball by Pitbull and all the other songs from all our other 69 other episodes of the podcast uh, on there. Um, that was a that was a good one. That was that. Listen, that was the line dance jam. I was telling you about that today. Mm-hmm. Right, a little, little Fireball action. Shout out to my my buddy Double D Duke Frank Alexander at home. Then uh, the line dance uh, line dance king of New York. Well, you know, southern southern New York. Uh, learned that one with him. It was a good time. You can't go wrong. Pitbull, Mr. MIA, Mr. 305, Mr. Day County, mm-hmm. Mr. Worldwide. Yep. Yeah. All right. So we're moving along. I know we're getting close on time here. We got to get 
Allie out. She's got to go work her job where she actually gets paid because um, she spent a bunch of time here uh, with us, you know, for free. Um, getting uh, getting a lot of experience. Now now we're sending her out to the real real world. I try to tell her, you know, stay here as long as you can. The real world is rough. But at least in the real world, they pay you. Yeah. Usually. Um, okay. So the the next thing is, you know, we talked about how you're going into your master's program. Um, anything else exciting coming up for you um, in the near future, either professionally or personally? Any, any exciting things coming up? Not really. Just finishing up my last year of college um, and then coaching cheer and working. That's about it. We're going for three-time league champions this year. So Going after the league championship yet again, mm-hmm. uh, the SEC. Now, you guys have moved up in the SEC red as well, like the rest of us. Yep, we are in red. So that makes it a little bit more competitive, mm-hmm. right? It is, yep. Um, you know, we assume that all these bigger schools would – would have better programs because, mm-hmm. uh, you know, they have more kids to pick from, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And they're more established. We just started in 2016, so we're still newer. Yeah. Competitive. Yeah. So they just, for the longest time, they only had sideline mm-hmm. here. Yeah. So you said 2017? 16. 16. So you were a junior. A sophomore. Sophomore. Yeah. So you were one of the... One of the kids that helped found it. Now, mm-hmm. uh, I know your your mom is the head cheer coach mm-hmm. here. Um, is she? Did she start the program, or did someone else start the program and she took over? Was she the founding coach? Yeah, she started it. So I wanted to do competitive cheer, and I was going to cheer at a gym since Dexter didn't have it. But it took her a year to finally get the school to approve it. So we started it my sophomore year. Nice. So she started it here and and now you have a younger sister carly we talked about her earlier mm-hmm. uh who i'm trying to get cut from the winter um cheer team so she can be on the powerlifting team mm-hmm. uh because she's got some promise there uh but now yeah so you came up through it now carly's gonna come up through it you're mm-hmm. coaching um you know and it's a good thing it's a good thing to have stuff for kids to be involved in yep to me and the girls that are involved in the in the cheer team, you know, any of our other winter sports not, might not be for them. Mm-hmm. But they get out there. They're involved in a team setting. They're working hard physically and mentally to get better. It gives them something to be accountable for. Like, I think it's a great thing to have. You know, the fact that we have, I think we have over 24 different sports here at Dexter High School. And some people are like, oh, you know, that's too many options, too many things. I don't think that's a bad thing. You have stuff for kids to do. Mm-hmm. Keep them out of trouble. Yeah. Well, keep them active. Keep them doing things. And you know what? I think sometimes the people that, that argue about you know having too many options, well, the ones that are the good things, the ones that are, are positive for kids and enjoyable for kids and kids want to be around, that's where the kids are going to talk with their feet mm-hmm. where they want to go. All right? And I think as far as weight room attendance this year, are we carrying more girls going into the fall as numbers wise? I think the numbers are up so, from my vantage point. Yeah. All right. So, I mean, so that, that's, a, that's a testament to you guys as a coaching staff, uh, you know, making it something that kids want to be a part of. Mm-hmm. You know, making it something that they want to be a part of. So they, they come and they train and they do what they need to do to be there. 
Yep. Uh, and it's made a huge difference having you in that weight room for getting those kids in here and getting after it. So again, we, we got to keep that momentum going because, you know, they're already winning, winning and doing good things. Keep getting stronger, keep getting physically better. Now the routines become more complex where they can execute them safely. Mm-hmm. Let's go. Yep. All right. Go, go and, and, and win the league again. And do they have a state competition for cheerleading too? Yeah, they do. Yeah. So, you know, and that that's that that's something that we can build towards. You keep winning the league, okay. Now let's go to the region. Now let's win the region. Let's mm-hmm. let's keep building on this. Make it make it a big thing. And I think you guys are doing a, a good job. And I enjoy working with the girls. All right. So nothing really, um, you know. But it's all we really said. Where you're gonna you're gonna coach and kind of work on this masters. And you got to get that new apartment in order, right? Yep. Right? We moved into a a new apartment. Got to get that going. So living life out there. Um, anything interesting people may not know about you? I did win a national championship in cheer. But that's about it. Hmm. 2021. 2021 Eastern Michigan Eagles, mm-hmm. your national champions. Yeah. What was that like? Where was that at? Where was it held? You tell me more. In Daytona, Florida. That's where our national championship is. Um, it's crazy. And this year, so we only competed against a few teams because of COVID. It was really split up. Uh, but this year we went and we competed against a lot more teams. We got second, which is the best that we've ever had and the best score we ever placed. So even though it wasn't first, we still like got better in our score. We broke history with our score. Because it's you know the, the all-time points total, like a, a points PR. Mm-hmm. For, for the team was broken, even though the, the placing right. wasn't first like it was the year before, but all-time points, the team got better. Mm-hmm. Yep. Hey, that, that's good stuff. Yeah. And you go and compete for, against teams from all around the country. Mm-hmm. You know, that, hey, you, you can't beat those opportunities to go and do that. And then right. that says something to your kids when you come back. Like, yep. hey, I've been to the top of the mountain here. I know what it's like to get there. Now come follow me to help you push to the top of your perspective mountain of what to do. Mm-hmm. You can't beat that. Yeah. I'm the first uh, college cheerleader for Dexter. So that's also. Paving the way. Yeah. Right. And now you're back here giving back to it. it it's mm-hmm. it's a good thing. And it's a good, as I said, it's good for these kids that are, that's their thing. And that's what they want to be involved in. It's good to have, have role models mm-hmm. and stuff. And people that have been there before, right? You, you've laid the path. Now for kids to follow. Yep. All right. Well, anything, um, anything you want to bring up as far as, you know, maybe a story from your experience here um, that we want to talk about or any other, any other topics you want to bring up as we, we come towards the end of this thing? Not that I can really think of. No funny weight room stories from your 600 plus hours of experience? Just watching Leo dance is pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> Leo was the best. All right, TJ. <laughs> yep. Leo. Shout out Leo Mitchell. Um, Leo Mitchell, who uh, started a, you know, underground ring of dreidel playing in the weight room mm-hmm. uh, and then turned into cards and, and dice. No, we are not gambling, folks. All right, don't, don't get mad. <laughs> It's just fun. Uh, you know, 
created some fake uh, Iron Dread bucks that we would yeah. use to play. And that, that was all Leo Mitchell. It was mm-hmm. all him. And you know, all it took is he hit a song. If you played your song, Pitbull, Fireball, Leo would be dancing. He would. And uh, getting after it, having having some fun there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Leo is fun. Leo, one of the first kids I've seen on his class ring. He was on our powerlifting team last year. On his class ring, he he got powerlifting on the side. I thought oh. that was pretty cool. First kid yeah. I've seen to do that. It meant it meant enough to him that he he put it on his ring. Yeah. So. You know, haven't I, don't, I haven't seen Leo? I think he's been been away this summer. The summertime is rough. Like, yeah, I want them all to be here, and I all I want them all to train and spend as much time in the weight room uh, mm-hmm. as I do. Um, but you know, we'll, we'll get we'll get Leo back. I'm sure. Excuse me. Once school starts. Yeah. Um. Well, I mean, if I have to think real fast, like about some some highlights of, the, of things. Um. You know the. You know, when you beat COVID and we came back and celebrated that. Yep. Yeah. We'll put the uh, Pat McAfee show video up. You know, we beat COVID. Oh, <laughs> dancing around. That was fun. Yeah. Um, when, when Hollywood, uh, you know, acted a fool and, you know, flopped down on the ground when I wasn't here. Yep. That was fun. Yep. <laughs> that. We shouldn't even bring up his name on this show. He'll he'll just he'll enjoy it too much. Hollywood Gilbert. Um, what else? I'm trying to think of some other things. Oh, how how many times did we fight with uh, Team Builder to get that that squared away and get yeah. that right? A lot. Uh, Allie Allie's like a Team Builder pro now, uh, as far as getting kids signed in and getting getting mm-hmm. kids you know synced up to the right calendars and whatnot. But I, I think that I think that helped us a lot though. Like. You know, I don't in in your time, right? When you we we got Team Builder like couple like the first two weeks you were here, right? Yeah, yeah, first towards beginning. Um, it, it it makes it like when you're when you're by yourself or it's just one other person. I do think it helps. Like I'm sure you can kind of see that. Like imagine mm-hmm. trying to keep all the data that we can keep now with Team Builder without it. Yeah. Right, like it, it, as as much as sometimes it can be difficult with making sure the calendars are right and this and that. To me, and I don't want this to become an ad for Team Builder, even though they could sponsor the show, right? Team Builder, um, it's it's been a huge thing for our program. I think. Yeah, it makes it a lot easier on the kids too to remember. You don't have to remember anything; they just pull it up. Yeah, they they can they can pull it prior to, to us having team builder, right? They would walk up and either get it off a whiteboard mm-hmm. or get it off a a screen, a slideshow, right? And having it right there for them and our iPads that we have, um, when we upgrade those to a newer iPad, they actually we can input like demonstration videos into Team Builder, so mm-hmm. it helps us. When we're one coach or two coaches with 60 kids, it helps us get the correct information to them much faster because mm-hmm. you've seen it, right? We get up there. If we you know, hit the whistle, we want to teach something. These kids, 10, maybe 20% of them are going to actually get what you're talking about, right? Yeah. The other, the other, you know, another 10 to 20% is going to be like, oh, yeah, that's that thing, right? And like halfway understand what you talked about. And then the other 60%, no clue. 
Yeah. Right. And they're looking, they're looking at the kid next to him being like, all right, is that how we do that? Yeah. So it's, it's a, it's a good means to communicate it. And I, and I think, you know, as a, a young person coming into this field, like learn that, like we can be the best coaches in the world. We can write the best programming in the world, but if we can't get them to do it the way we write it, Mm-hmm. And we still struggle with that sometimes, uh, and that's then that's part of it. But if we can't get them to do it, yeah, what good is it? You can write the the best four week cycle of your life, right? All this detail, hours and hours and hours of you know putting it all together, and sometimes the kids just won't do it. Got to get them to do it. So it's been fun. Um, I'm trying to think of any any other funny stories off the top of my head. Uh, we had Charlie's shoes. <laughs> <laughs> Charles Munson of the of the Shark Week uh, podcast fame. Our, our previous episode, uh, he left his shoes, didn't put them away. So, <laughs> where did you didn't you hide them like behind the underneath the boxes or something the jump boxes? Yeah, they're under there, and then. Um... Adam put him in his backpack. Charlie was looking everywhere. He went to Lost and Found. Yeah. Oh, he had to play. He had to play a joke on on Sir Charles. Mm-hmm. Uh, he is he is one of, one of a kind. But you know we have we have kids like that that we can have fun with. And I think yeah. that that's the most important thing uh, that I enjoyed about having you here is not only did you help our program to run and be more successful, but you had fun with us too. Mm-hmm. And I think that's important. Yep. Like we spent too many hours, you know, when, when, when Allie first signed on here to do this, I said, Allie, are, are you sure you know what you're getting yourself into, right? Like we get here at six in the morning and on a school day, we leave at five, five fifteen. Mm-hmm. Um, are you sure you want to get into this? And Allie was like, yeah, I'm in, but it's, it's gotta be fun. It's gotta be fun for us. And if it's fun for us, then we pass it on to the kids because mm-hmm. the kids only come in an hour at a time. Right. It's it's got to be fun, and if you take anything with that with you, and your next step, make whatever you're trying to do, whatever you're trying to get these kids to do, make it fun. Um, and one thing we didn't talk about is where where are you working right now? I know you're doing something interesting with your current job. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm working for a therapy place, um, and I work with mainly younger kids, so like five to my oldest is fifteen. And we're just working on therapies for them. So, like physical things, getting mm-hmm. you know, getting them stronger, uh, being able to move better. Right. Yep. And and would you say that you could apply a conjugate method to those kids? I could. Yeah. But but wait a minute, Allie. I thought conjugate was just for geared powerlifters on steroids <laughs> at Westside. No. <laughs> how would you How would you set up programming for one of your one of your take your your fifteen year old? We'll take the oldest one, probably easiest, mm-hmm. right? How, what, what type of things would you do with that kid? Um, we can like work on like we're working on small muscle right now, so a lot of motor, like gross motor units, and we're throwing balls to each other, um, balancing on the little like half medicine ball thing, um, doing like that kind of stuff. So a lot of stability work. Yeah. Right. So being able to stand on one leg. Mm-hmm. So we could we could take it and, and put it in like, oh, 
small motor stuff. Hey, that's how we warm up. We target weak areas, Mm -hmm. small uh, single joint movements to target weak areas. We do that. Some sort of main activity, which for him might be a standing, uh, a single leg med ball throw. Yep. You know, could we do, we tried to hold it for a certain amount of time. Uh, a certain number of repetitions, maybe the weight of the ball goes up. Mm-hmm. Oh, wait a minute. We just conjugated that. We just made that different, right? And then we uh, go back to attacking those weak areas, right? It can be, the, the thought process is the same, right? Weak areas, building up main goals, the stability, right? Being one for a kid that is in that sort of position. Mm-hmm. Making weak areas stronger. Go. Right? It all raises together. Yeah. And man, if you could get a sled or, or something to be able to, you know, have the kid drag sleds, like the possibilities are endless. And it's all within trying to raise all special strengths together to make, you know, this kid, his goal is to be able to move better and participate in society better. Mm-hmm. The same concept. Well, but our goal might change for an athlete where we're trying to get an athlete to be better in a sport. Mm-hmm. It's all conjugate, Allie. It's all conjugate. So the last thing, because I know I got to get you out of here uh, and get you on on to work. Uh, do you have any uh, professional or public social media pages that if our people want to keep up with you and, and what you're doing, do you have anything like that? Um, I use Instagram. They can follow you on the gram. Yeah. All right, so now remember, you might get some requests from from high school kids. That's okay. Me, I tell them that in order to be my friend, you need to have a high school diploma or equivalent degree. That includes you, Charles Munson, who sent a friend request to my Facebook profile the other day. No. Um, so they can follow you on the gram. What's your handle? It's allison.canal2. Okay, allison.canal2. So if you want to follow Allie on there. Uh, go ahead and give her a follow. Allie, I thank you for your time. Not only today I'm recording this podcast, but for the last four months, you've been a huge help to me and to this program. And I wish you the best moving forward. You know, you know, I'm going to be here and support you. Anything you need from me, you reach out. Uh, I'm, I'm here to help you. Right, and Allie uh, w- was presented today with a signed uh, photo with a lot of the different um, different kids that she worked with throughout this thing, signed it, and nothing but love on there. And we ran out of room on there with the amount of kids that you had an impact on and will continue to have an impact on. So I thank you again, not only for your time today, but for your time for the last four months, and I wish you the best. Thank you. Folks, that's our episode for today. I'm Chris Whitaker. She's Allie Cannell. We'll see you next time on your Iron Dread podcast. Ah!